Happy Tuesday! Hello everyone! It is the 1st of May. Yes! And my goodness how time is flying again. We have just come off of an amazing week. Yes. The week of one certain Ma Migdal Sherry's birthday week. Yes. And this birthday, she turned 50. Yes. So. I'm so excited. I, I know a lot of people don't look forward to those kind of milestone birthdays, but I could not wait to be 40. And I've just been so excited to be 50. So I'm very, very happy. It, it is a very, very precious time and a very precious uh, birthday to us and to everyone. A lot of people wrote, and for those of you who did, we cannot thank you enough for the amazing things that you said. Yes, oh my goodness. We spent uh, Friday night, actually, my birthday evening. We uh, we got to go just spend some time together, so... Pa had just, he, it was amazing. He had a surprise every day of the week um, for me. And uh, so on Friday, it was, we were going to go eat somewhere special and then go to a hotel, just have a little um, hideaway time. And uh, so he read me all the words that were sent, all the ICUs that were sent. And it just, just really, I was just a puddle. So, you were. Yeah. Totally a puddle. I really was. Well, it was an amazing time preparing for this week, and I got to spend a lot of time with Papa and praying and really looking at all of the significance of uh, this particular birthday and things that he was saying at that time, um, especially it being a birthday of Jubilee and um, just how um, we know having so recently gone through Jubilee that there's um, an amazing picture of uh, the return, the royal priest, the heir. And um, one of the things that Papa kept saying to me as we went through this week is that, um, is that now that we understand since February and winter tea, which mm -hmm. was terrifying <clears throat> 21, what is in Papa's heart for... Uh, the return forward, and that uh, when we return forward, we are moving in that spiral, and uh, that the spiral, like the DNA helix, um, where we're not going around the mountain back to the same spot in the same time, and we've not progressed in intimacy, we've not progressed in uh, who we are created to be, but when we return forward, We've gone around, but we've progressed, we've deepened, we've, uh, we've gone further into Him. And the further we go into Him, the further we see ourselves, our, our um, glorious selves, revealed. And, um, and that's just been an incredible journey for uh, the ability to see how Papa is um, bringing a jubilee lifestyle to us all where we, we don't just have a return every 50 years, but we're really living a life of, um, of that deepening and that growing. And uh, so we see this as a time of the golden uh, birthday, or like a golden anniversary, it's a golden birthday, uh, would be 50. And so um, there's just an authority 
that we see Papa releasing right now, and uh, it comes as we deepen in his heart and we return forward and we've grown in ourselves. We've become more and more capable of doing what he created us to do. And uh, he unveils and reveals to us the trust that he has for us in doing these things. And so I feel like the, uh, of course, Ma and um, the world have, have all, we've all uh, re received this access to um, a, an ever-deepening return forward in authority and who we were created to be. And um, it is going to be fun to see how this manifests as we go forward over the next days, weeks, months, and years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so for me, just coming into this year of, you know, my own personal jubilee, but knowing, you know, none of us, it's never just private, is it? I mean, we, we're we walking out what we walk out. We're trusted with what we're trusted with for so much a bigger picture than just us. And so I feel the the beauty of that, like the just tangibleness of that, like I'm getting to have a, a jubilee of my own of sorts, but, but for all of us, and, and we each have that thing we're walking out in unison and unity with each other, and it, it draws us to communion, and and this, um, this celebration really um, was such communion, you know, got to have the loveliest picnic under the stars, worship under the stars, um, Saturday night, and uh, just, it was just lovely, 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 and uh, so that was kind of a culmination of, of the week for, for really us, because we were walking through so much together, and um, that draw near word has just been so prevalent, because um, that's so much what Jubilee is, um, and realizing we said this during the year, year of Jubilee, just that this was going to, we were entering into this life of Jubilee, like not letting go of those lessons and learnings that we had during that time. So I've been taking this very seriously. And, uh, you know, the, I, the past months, I think I've shared, you know, little pieces over the past podcast, but it's been a very tender time for me and just really, feeling that there are some things as I went from 49 to 50 that were going to be um, completed, which is much different than finished, but completed in order to um, have have these completed things with me moving into this next season. And uh, so I talked last week about clinging to a no, you know, a question I had asked and a no um, that he had given and really clinging to that. And that just over the past week has become more and more um, precious to me. But as we were were going through, I um, and just really exploring what is what is jubilee. There's the the overall context when we've all entered into a jubilee, but there's a very personal context of jubilee for us too. And especially as we're in these days of the counting of the Omer, it's like. It's like we all get these little personal jubilees of recounting and returning. So Friday night, we did, got to discover uh, in the middle of, of our beautiful date, <laughs> a place where I was stuck. Mm 
And so, so I'd had the question with this yes or no, and then I had a question that there was, there was, I don't want to say nothing, <laughs> there was not a, but there wasn't a yes, there wasn't a no, there was just his presence. And, uh, and so in this, it was a question just like, you know, each day I do ask Papa, have I pleased you today? Are you pleased? Like, have I pleased your heart today? Because that's just it. If I brought him joy each day, then, you know, that's that's a huge sustenance for me into the next day. And um, and he's so he's so good to show that. And and we've been having all these signposts and I was just sharing with Pa. I've been exploring just a lot deeper into the Hebrew marriage um, covenant and and the aspects of that. And so I'd been sharing with him last week just a kind of a new way Papa had revealed some things to me about it, which was when the, they've gone through these places of covenant servant and then friend, and then they've come to inheritance and the bride has said she will, you know, she's going to prepare herself and the groom is going to go and he's going to build this house. Um, they each had these tangible signposts and we just did a fitting room and this was our covenant was a hammer and a veil. And so what that came from was just this, this exploration I'd been in related to the covenants and, um, how, when the groom went and he's building this house, it became very tangible. He's building this room on his father's house and it became this very tangible expression within the community because everyone near could hear the hammering. They could hear him hammering those nails and building. So they might come, maybe the, the bride was a little farther away. And so people within the community or her family, maybe they've gone to the well to draw water or even she had, and she could hear the hammering and she knew something was happening. She still didn't know how long it was going to be. She didn't know how long the wait was, but she knew something was happening. And so somebody may stop by, you know, and say, Oh, I heard the hammering or she may, you know, have gone into town and um, and heard it herself, and there were just these signposts of something happening. And so along those same lines, in that culture, the the bride wouldn't wear a ring. She wasn't given, like, an engagement ring. I think we've shared this on a podcast before, but she wore a veil. And so that was the sign that she was set apart. So one of the groom's friends might have seen her drawing water from the well and been, like, she had her veil on, you know, she is set apart for you. She's preparing herself for you. And so this past, not just this past week, but this past week has just been full of so many signposts. Even so, I was kind of waiting on this answer of this place where I just was really seeking, asking, knocking of, um, had I done anything that had just hurt Papa's heart, you know, and, um, just as we've walked through this past year and, and it, it wasn't like a negative quiet. It was just quiet, which is interesting because our journey in that was be still and know. And so I think he was really continuing to invite me to that, but I wanted to hear 
a yes or no, and I've just come through clinging to my no, so I'm okay if it's no. <laughs> I'm okay if it's yes, you know. Whatever it is, I'm good. But he had been giving me these signposts all throughout this last week especially to just know, you know, and so much of it was I felt this past week so utterly known, like more than in my entire life. And I, I've always been very blessed to to, you know, know um, that I'm seen and that kind of thing. But I felt so completely known by uh, those around me, my person, my peeps, and my people. <laughs> and so, but even so, I was in this very stuck place of what is the answer to this? And so my person, you know, we're, we're there and just in this beautiful, beautiful room he had done. And, um, and I, I finally just share it with them because I had not put words to it to anybody but Papa and Jesus and El Shaddai at that point. And so I, I say it to him, just tears and just bursting, you know, just leaking everywhere, making a big mess. And, um, and, you know, pause like, oh, you're stuck. You're stuck in this question. But, I, you know, I think he's given you the answer. And the answer was really to draw near, to be still and know, but to draw near. So it, <clears throat> as I've been entering into Jubilee and what are those places of return you have for me and, and that kind of thing, um, I realized um, sometimes we haven't left the place, but going deeper is a return. And because you've, you've got to, you've got to turn, you see it a different way. You see it from a different perspective and it allows you to go farther in to it. So you get to go deeper. I hope this is making sense because I'm still just gotten to start journaling and that kind of thing. But I hope this is helpful to someone besides me. <laughs> and so it just drew me to the story because I've been in the Gospel of John and and just um, back in the in John seventeen and that that story of you know there Jesus is with his friends and his disciples and and his family at this wedding and his mom comes to him and and says um, you know will you do something for this family and. And we've shared about this a lot, so this isn't a first, so um, it's a good reminder. Um, and so he, he says to her, the way we read it in, in our translations is, Woman, what are you bothering me for? It's not time yet. <laughs> but in the text, the original text, he actually says, Mother. Like, he, he calls her who she is to him, and he says, um, How will this issue bring us together? How will this issue that you're concerned about bring us closer? And so in that moment, I'm stuck and Paul's like, you're stuck. I'm like, I know I'm stuck. <laughs> Get me unstuck. And, uh, and, and he did, and we got to pray and it was lovely. And then it, it really returned me to the story, which is really of such value to me. It's how, how Jesus treated his mom and, and what his heart was for not just her, but all of his family, all of us. So I began with that question I had to let him draw me near and say, 
you have a, an issue in your heart. You have a concern in your heart. How can this bring us closer? How can this draw us together? And just that reminder let me see that there was nothing separating us. And I wasn't getting this huge answer because the answer was to draw near. The answer was to be closer and just let him minister to me and let me be reminded how he saw me in those moments. And it wasn't a yes or no question, and sometimes questions aren't. They're, they, they need a different kind of expression. So that was really just an amazing thing. And so I hope that for someone else out there, because I know we have issues, we have concerns every day, we have that thing we just don't know what to do, whether it's that a relationship with someone or something with our kids or something at work or um, something with our finances. And, and we come, you know, so quickly with, here's the question or here's the problem, um, knowing he's got the solution. But the greatest solution is how will this issue that you're having, how will this bill you need to pay or how will uh, this disagreement you had with this friend or um, this place where uh, you didn't understand what your child was saying to you or whatever it is, how will this bond us together greater? How will we be unable to be separated in a greater way because of this. And um, so I just felt that reminder was important as I myself am returning to this, just that reminder of when there's something going on, what his heart is for us is always, no matter how big or how small the problem seems, it's how will this how will this forever bond us in a way that we can't be separated again? How how will this draw us closer to each other in an inseparable way down the road, you know? And uh, so I was I was so grateful for that. And um, so in that, over the past few weeks, I've been looking at Jubilee again and knowing what it meant to us corporately and, and just the different things we rehearsed um, during Jubilee. But um, as I do with the feast and those different things. I'm always looking for what, what's the thing that I can discover of you and your heart in it that I haven't before. So, um, he just was showing me that, um, Jubilee comes from the word, I think you would say it, Yobel. So it's Y-O-B-A-L. So I'm getting a nod from my person, <laughs> which, which ultimately comes from Y-O-B-H-E-L. And so it basically means a trumpet or a ram's horn, um, that kind of thing. And it's it's usually related to a blast of liberty because that's what Jubilee does. You're free from debt. You're free from all these things. But um, as I was going through it, he just was reminding me that that blast, uh, whenever the shofar's blown or the trumpet's blown, it is most often a call to assemble. And so... Um, that in ancient times, when the trumpet was sounded, crowds would quickly gather, and they would come and they would assemble, because they knew some important news was to be given. And so they would come immediately when that blast was given. They would come because they knew something important was about to be shared with them. 
And so they would even push to get as close to the speaker as possible to hear the news. So this blast, this jubilee, was a call to come near. And so I, I've really taken that for myself, like my jubilee trumpet has blasted and I am going to draw as near. I'm going to push, you know, towards him, not in a, you know, in a gentle way, but I'm going to, I'm going to come in as close as I can in these days to hear everything he has to say to me. And so one of the things that would happen was they would, they would come together, they would be assembled and they'd hear this news and they would then need some way to pour out the joy of this news that they'd been given. Now, understanding like in the days of Ezra and, um, and even Nehemiah and the rebuilding of the wall, sometimes that call, that good news they heard was repent, you know. And so, or sometimes it was victory. Whatever it was, they then had this response they were invited to. And it was said that there would be a violent outpouring of joy, revealing their determination to be as close to the Lord as possible, that they would recapture the joyful celebration they once knew. And, you know, because in Jubilee, it's like 49 and then 50 is the year of Jubilee. And so there would be this recognition that their weariness had set in. And weary basically means to not feel the joy you once did in the pursuits that you had, um, especially for the Lord. And so they would recapture. Jubilee was a recapturing of the joy that they had in in the things that they were doing. And it could be joy and celebration, joy and repentance, joy and returning. And so for me, I've seen this just related to worship like, when that blast happens for worship, like I felt a, just a real invitation. Um, not that I haven't been worshiping, but just to have this aggressive's not the right word. I can't find the word I want, but just passionate, I guess, outpouring of how I feel about him every time I'm worshiping. Like I'm taking that of every day of, of my Jubilee year that then becomes a jubilee life. So um, our message, I guess, is drawing near. Like, let him, let every day be a jubilee of just that blast that calls you that I'm free. Wait, I'm free to be in his presence. I'm free to experience him, to explore him, to encounter him. And um, I'm not going to let there be anything that separates me from that. And I'm going to, get as close as I can, like, I'm going to be that close talker, you know, <laughs> when you, you get so close, when you're really trying to hear what someone's saying, and, um, and then I'm going to outpour from what I heard, from that news I heard from him each day. Yeah. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. So, we just invite you all to uh, your own Jubilee, because um, I think what would be amazing is if we don't have to be restored from weariness. Like if every day we choose Jubilee, we choose uh, to hear his call, to hear that um, invitation to come as close as possible, 
we don't have weariness to wash away because that joy is renewed um, each and every day. Yeah. Yay. So that's what that's what we got for you today. And uh, we didn't really share our context, but we're uh, we've just had, as you all know from the podcast, lots of activity, and the construction is nearly done. And uh, we've just had the windows open today, listening to what what remains with a lot of joy in our hearts and also just creation and the birds and and everything and uh we've been very active expressing our own um three models of who we are through this process and uh and just getting now to express it um through each other and to each other in in the home and and all that that what he's done and what he showed us through each and every aspect of the construction has meant to us. And so the house looks lovely. Yeah. And we've grown a lot. And we've grown a lot. <laughs> yes, we have. <laughs> yeah. So um, thanks for growing with us. Yes. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for every time you write us, you text us, you tell us what the podcast has meant to you. Um, it's so encouraging to us because we never want to just be talking, you know, we won't really want to share what he's given us and hope that it's something meaningful to you. So we really appreciate those comments. Mm -hmm. Yes, we do. All right. So we will see you next week. Can't believe we're in May already, but here we are and, uh, we will look forward to the next things that spring up. (laughs) Yes. That we get to share. And uh, we love you guys. Love you so much. Talk to you soon.